Guide Podcast, episode 38. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Boomers Ultimate Guide Podcast. This is the place where baby boomers like me and like you can come together to learn, share, and grow a thriving business and a vibrant life. I'm Kaylin Amadio. I am the Boomer Gal. And I am the host and creator of the Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast. And I want to introduce you to a new guest today. My guest today knows that everyone has a book inside them just waiting to be written. And I I do truly believe that. I know I did. Shelly Gillespie is the book writing success coach. And she makes book writing and publishing a fun and rewarding and memorable experience. A former successful corporate marketer and an award-winning journalist, Shelly coaches clients in writing and branding with books. Boomers are reinventing themselves or starting the retirement that they've always dreamed of, and entrepreneurs are using books for branding and to establish their authority. So as they think of leaving a legacy, boomers also consider writing books to share all that vast knowledge that they've attained to influence people, and really to create new new careers. There's a lot of boomerpreneurs out there. So Shelly has access to self-publishing, traditional, and hybrid publishing avenues to make a writer's dream come true. And she founded Book Writing Success Coach to assist boomers like you with the many writing projects that you would like to complete. So Shelly, welcome to the Boomers Ultimate Guide podcast. Thank you so much, Kaylin. I'm really delighted to be here. It's good to see you again. Shelly has actually come on my uh, business podcast, Act Local Marketing for Small Business, but this is the first time that you've come on the Boomers podcast. I gave people a brief overview uh, of what you do mm-hmm. as a business, but when, when I have people here at Boomers Ultimate Guide podcast, um, my first question is sort of twofold. I like to hear a little bit more you know, about you. And I also ask you to share if you feel so inclined, whether or not you two are a boomer. So go. Okay. I'll get it right out of the way. I am a boomer. I'm proud (laughs) to be it. And you know, it's interesting lately, I've been inundated both with uh, clients and just things I'm doing. I've actually done some research on millennials, which of course makes you compare with what's happening with us, the boomers. Mm -hmm. And I have someone else who's working on something on a Gen X project, which I, of course, can't share. It's confidential right now. So very much in my mind about the generations, how they interact, what their modus operandi are, and what they really want from life. And so it's gotten me into a very philosophic mode, but I love helping people realize their dreams. That's really what I'm about. Right. And and I'm right with you. The the more I got involved in sort of focusing the marketing of my business towards the people who ended up being my clients. You know, I talk about this a lot in my business podcast, not that I want to get too waylaid by business, but (laughs) when you sit down and you try and figure out who your ideal clients are, I always tell people, don't be surprised if they look very much like you. Okay. That's a lot of times what happens is when you start to delineate I like it when people are like this, like, you know, these are the things that attract us to one another and your ideal clients are no different than, you know, attracting friends or, you know, love interests, right? You're creating relationships with people based on certain things that you look for in another person and they end up often looking very much like you. So <clears throat> that 
that is absolutely not unusual. And as I found myself having more and more boomer clients and sort of researching boomers and, you know, sort of knowing what it meant to be a boomer, I found myself also researching millennials. I own three millennials. I made them myself right? <laughs> and I'm still raising them. Um, mm -hmm. And the whole thing is very fascinating to me, how boomers communicate and how millennials communicate and this bridge we need to be building between the two. But that could be a subject for a, a, a whole nother interview. Probably. One day, <laughs> Shelley, or a, or a whole nother book. Or we should collaborate, actually, on, okay, on one of these like, boomers' sure. ultimate guidebooks. So sure. um, clearly you, you work with a lot of different kind of people. I'm sure you work with boomers. Do you find working with boomers... Um, different in any way in terms of, you know, helping them access that, that story that th they're trying to tell or? I think boomers have gotten to a meditative part of their life where they're looking back, they want to leave a legacy. And we've been around a while, obviously, and we've built up a lot of stories. And I think it's kind of hits critical mass where I'm trying to talk with my hands. Forgive I me. <laughs> I do too. I can't help it. Um, they reach that point in their lives where they really think they have a story to tell and I'm I'm like a magnet to those kinds of things. I've had people who've written poetry the for, for the first time about life starting when they were in their late teens up to their present boomer status mm -hmm. and I've had other people who are business people who are just determined after you know a sizable number of years in their career to write something that's that's wonderful to show the world their knowledge base so right. I'm also working with business people who are um, trying to show their expertise and I've managed to maintain that anyone has a business um, core of, of knowledge that not everybody knows and people take that for granted but as I've told you the word author is an authority so you have a lot of knowledge and people assume that everybody knows what they know and I always assume people knew grammar and punctuation and how to write a sentence and I'm finding that's not so <laughs> yeah we, we forget a lot of that once we get out of school I, I mm -hmm. relearned a lot of grammar in, in writing huh. my first book that's uh, that's going to be huh. out in October. Things that I know were drummed into my head at one point, but if there's nobody there, you know, forcing you to use calculus again, you know, then yeah. you know, that calculus I took in college, and I don't know, I don't know yeah, what it was well, for anymore. Writing for a book is a different thing, though, because even if you're writing a nonfiction, you want something with drama. You want something where people want to turn the page to see what comes next, and people don't necessarily write that way. Yeah. So yeah. I've had to work with people very intensively at times to get the book where it's something that people would actually want to read instead of just their friends and family, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the other thing that you, you find, <clears throat> what I find with baby boomers is that because we really were, they really did drum grammar right into us, whether you, you realize that or not, or whether you remember it or not. And we tend to write in very full and long sentences. And sometimes when you're writing for nonfiction, it's not very conversational, right? People, Con people write in a very authoritative manner and that is boring to read. Yes. So yeah. you oh, ha they have to sure. flip a switch in their head. I, when I work with people to write blog posts, you know, they, they get all caught up in very formal kind of writing yeah. because that's yeah. what we were taught to do as sure. boomers. But that's not what we enjoy reading. 
Right. People want something a little more conversational, but I've had to work with people, especially in the business world, not to get too um, bloggy. They want to show their opinions, but not interject their opinions when they're writing something that is a formal kind of business book. Right. I'm working with somebody on that now who has a PhD, but she can't seem to leave the eye out. She's having a hard time with that. So we work on that. And um, I have somebody at the other end of the spectrum who had had a little college. And after many years, uh, well, see, I was working as a journalist for 10 years. And in that guise, I met a lot of people in all walks of life. Mm -hmm. And so I interviewed people. And at the end of this interview, I didn't know because I wasn't really working hard on my business at that point. I was sort of uh, drawing my um, journalism to a close. And at the end of the interview, my client-to-be said, I have something I wrote a number of years ago. I'd like to show it to you. And I said, okay, not knowing what she would show me. Well, she gave me 10 pages of something that talked about a suicide attempt. Very serious. Yeah. It caught my breath. I mean, it, oh, it was, it was startling. And she said, I'd like to work with you because I gave out my um, book writing success coach cards. Mm -hmm. And I thought about it and I thought about it because that's a long haul and her writing was really not the caliber you want for a book that's going to make people happy. Yet the woman had a fabulous sense of humor and she seemed like somebody who'd be fun to work with. Well, now she has a book. It's called Life to Live. Her name is Lee Brimmer. And she went from sentences that were mostly starting with the to a very arresting thing. She actually had a friend of hers almost get thrown out of church for reading the funny uh, liner notes on the back. So um, she she did herself proud, and I'm really proud of what she accomplished. And she doesn't know I'm giving her a plug today. So well, well, make sure she knows. I'll tell you when uh, yeah. when this will air, and you can yes. you can tell her to come over and listen. Sure, sure. So that brings me to my next question for you. <clears throat> so I'm sure uh, I'm a true believer in what you said that nearly everyone has a book inside them that they'd like to get out. A lot of people. I don't remember what the statistics are. But a lot of people say that they would like to write a book one day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes sure. it's for business. Sometimes it's their memoir. Sometimes it's, you know, a, some fictional story that they've had running around mm -hmm. in their head. Sure. Sometimes it's screenplays. I've met people who would who want to write for, you know, television or, or the movies. Mm -hmm. uh, but a lot of people want to be a writer. Or even, a, maybe that's not the right way to say it. A lot of people want to be able to write this story down. They don't yes. necessarily have an ambition to be a writer necessarily, but they've got this story and they want to get it out. So deliver to me in the audience, please, your top three tips for, for dealing with that. How am I going to get started? What am I going to do when I've got this sort of, you know, Paulo Coelho, the alchemist, you know, burning desire, <laughs> this path that I know I should keep following, right? Mm -hmm. That says I need to get this story out. What should I do? First, start writing things down. As you have ideas and you find something that you think could be in, in that field of, of what you want to write, write it down. It could be on the computer. It could be on your phone. Uh, it can be on a pad of paper. And funny story, this is a, sort of a, a 1A tip. Um, I decided that I was waking up with these brilliant ideas. And I was losing them by the time I got up and brushed my teeth and got mm -hmm. caught up in the morning sure. stuff. I forgot. I have put a pad by my bed, a thin little pad, as if you'd use it for, say, a shopping list. And I put a, a pen there to leave the pen open so it can work. And I have awakened it 
hours in the morning, four in the morning, and I've had this idea. I just reach over and scribble down the idea. And in the morning, usually there's at least one legible word <laughs> that lets me figure out what it was my brilliant idea was. And honest to goodness, they have actually been at times brilliant. One of them, a client of mine, was um, needing me to coach her on her screenplay. And her beginning and end were very cliched. And I woke up with a brilliant idea of how to change it. And she was so excited. She rewrote the beginning and the end. And it was something that came from my, you know, quasi-midnight uh, ramblings. So that's a very good thing that people need to do. Write it down before you lose it. And, that, that's, and that's a great tip. And remember also that your smartphone or your tablet, you know, it's got a recorder. You don't even have to write if you don't want to. You can hit record and just speak it real quick and set it aside. But how everyone knows that feeling of waking up in the middle of the night with a brilliant idea because you know your head your subconscious is sort of it's taking in all this stuff yeah. it's churning on those problems and it's working on all that stuff while you sleep and once in a while you wake up and for that moment right you remember that brilliant idea but you will you will lose it if you don't write it down absolutely yeah, since I've been doing it, it's been more frequent. I'm getting real, brilliant ideas either on my behalf or my client's behalf at least once a week or more. And I, yeah. I was something you never remember dreams. I guess another tip is to not worry about the grammar and just get the words down. Just get it. Um, another thing is that even if you're writing nonfiction, the characters in the book are people, and that's what draws people to reading something. They want to see examples, not necessarily case studies that are dry, but you want to make your characters come to life. And I have strategies I use for that with my clients to help them become a writer whose people in the books, even if they're just an example of some business practice, actually make people mem memorize it. I had my own publisher say, I don't usually write read this kind of book but I got so caught up as I was laying out the book in it when I got to the part where the hero said XYZ he said I'm saying no no don't do that don't do that so you want the characters to be arresting but not arrested <laughs> well maybe sometimes the plot if it's fiction and you want them to be something that's memorable because people relate to other people right. so that's, that's my third important tip and, and that's so true it's all about the story I mean even in marketing it's really all about the story that you tell. Mm -hmm. And that's what we remember. We remember that emotion we had as we heard that story. We really, we don't necessarily remember all the facts and, and figures. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always the story. So good tips. So what, what is my biggest challenge? What are you, what are you seeing boomers are struggling with? What obstacle or challenge are they having getting these stories out? Well, they do get caught up in long, convoluted things that you indicated, the way people want to, they suddenly feel that writing has to be this ponderous, pontificating kind of experience, and they have to let that go, because if they write conversationally, some of the best sellers in the business world just write kind of conversationally, mm -hmm. not necessarily using the first person, but just do it, and then organizing it, you know, afterward helps, but just get it down, and I've got strategies help people write faster, get past uh, writer's block. Um, when you're finished with me, you feel more competent. And I've had people say, yeah, I can do it now. I feel good about this. So that's the thing, to just get it out. That's the important thing. Yeah. And, and I, I have to agree with you. Just I think people get caught up in the process, you know, like they're supposed to be 
all these milestones from A to Z and I have to do them in order mm-hmm. in, or, in order for this yeah. book, yeah. you know, to come out. Yeah, and you don't have and it's, to do. you don't have to do that, right? It's okay to jump around. It's okay to start in the middle. It's you know, wherever the ideas are coming exactly. from. Exactly. Start I'll, writing it down. Yeah. I I'll give you an example. I interviewed as a journalist Diana Gabaldon. Uh, I the, love her. Oh my god, I love yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a super duper following and I was very fortunate, even invited to her house to interview her. Uh-huh. And so she was saying, look, I may come up with a character, and I don't know where I'm going to use this character, but I put it down at the end of my writing, and it just keeps moving down as I keep writing, because I don't want to lose it. And then I might put it in a file you know, to, to save it, but I don't let things go, because you never know when it'll fit somewhere else. Right. So don't worry about the order. Don't worry about whether you've got 20 chapters worth. Just write. Yeah. And then I would imagine another obstacle that they have is once they've written it, they don't want to let things go either. You know, the whole editing process, right? They have to be willing to let it go. Every word is not a pearl. It's not a a gem. Oh, but mine are. Isn't that what all your clients are going to say? Yeah, but mine are. Yes. Yes. And one of the tips, I give extra tips. One of the things is to read it out loud. If you read something out loud and you're stumbling over reading it, you got to fix it. You got to yeah. change. It. You want it to be something people could read out loud and enjoy hearing it said instead of like caught up in words and caught up because you can't say it because it doesn't flow well. Right, right. Oh, that's another good tip. You can tell, well, I love the process of writing, so I could talk to you about this all day long. But <laughs> um, first of all, tell the listeners today what is the best way to get in touch with you because they've all got these books burning in in their heads these ideas sure. in the middle of the night that they need to get out sure um, my email for my business is shelly s-h-e-l-l-e-y at book writing success coach.com and my my website is book writing success coach.com and i invite everybody to go there take a look at my blogs i've been getting positive reactions lately, mostly offline, because they're all people who know me who are on my blog, um, my blog list, but I think that people are relating to them because I'm really focusing on coming up with stories that are from my life so it has meaning. Right. You know, I'm not trying to pontificate. I hate that when somebody's telling you how life has to be and what you should do. No, I'm just telling people what I find based on what I've done right. and what right. life has handed me. Right. I like that. And Another reminder, I think I've said it already, but you can always uh, come back to the podcast and search uh, Shelly or search writing, you know, use one of the words that brings this podcast, this particular episode to mind, and mm-hmm. you'll, you'll find, I'll list her email address for you so that you don't, you don't have to worry if you can't write it down now, and her website, so that you can always go back and check her out. Now, before I let you go, I like to ask people if they have uh, an inspirational story or quote that they'd like to leave us with. Well, a quick inspirational story. I have a gentleman who's in his late 30s. He's not a boomer, but he had a very hard early childhood living in Haiti. Mm. And if you've had somebody say, eat dirt, well, this poor fellow, when he was a child, was so poor where they lived that he sometimes ate dirt when they didn't have food. Mm. And he, when he started working with me, he really, well... He gave me 50-something thousand words, and there were only three paragraphs. Yeah. Yeah. He really, the fact that he could write it all, and I've worked with him, and his writing got a lot better. Even though he's fictionalizing his life story, 
the characters were very uh, cardboard. So I worked with him to help flush them out and make them better and work with him on some of the other writing strategies he needed. And he was, I could tell from the time we started to, to we, he's taken a break now. His workload has gotten very heavy. But I think he felt much more empowered about his life. Mm-hmm. And when I think about what I've done with people, like the, the lady who um, had planned to kill herself 16, now 17 years ago, she was such a different person. She says, well, I just want to write this book for myself to help people. And now she wants a website and she wants to think about going out and giving talks to help people. And she's fired up. So it's a wonderful feeling to feel that you can help people that way. Um, I even helped a young boy who had no confidence in his writing. His mother bumped into me last fall and said, guess what TJ is doing? I said, I don't know. She said, he's a Fulbright scholar. Because he worked with you and he got confidence in his writing and it's, it's helped his life ever since. So I've had other stories like that and it makes you feel so good to know that you're working with people and making their lives better and more fulfilled. Sure. It's very empowering. Mm-hmm. Yes. It feels good. Absolutely. Well, Shelley Gillespie, it was good to see you again. Pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm glad you could and take I- time to be here. Thank you. And I, I have lots of people I want to refer to you for shows because in my efforts to work with people on books, I've been meeting a lot of people with a lot of interesting background. Oh, that would be fantastic. I always love, well, you know me. I love <laughs> meeting new people and I love talking to them. And of mm-hmm. course, I'm, I'm trying to build uh, this brand, this Boomer's Ultimate Guide brand, because I think there's so much you know, that our generation has to share with one another and to leave our legacy and, you know, to help those younger than us who haven't maybe gone through as many of the things as we've gone through. But we're a huge generation and there's a lot of wisdom here and there's there's still ways that we can be helping each other. So Absolutely. And that's one of the things. It's great. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really you appreciate are it. You quite welcome. And for those of you who've been listening or watching, this is the Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast where every uh, Tuesday afternoon we release a new episode with wonderful people like Shelley Gillespie, the book writing success coach. So make sure you come back and listen to this podcast and get her email address again, Shelley, S-H-E-L-L-E-Y. It's right. E-Y um, at bookwritingsuccesscoach.com. And you can find those links. And until next time, I very much would like you to take care. Boom, baby. That's it for now. See you next time on Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.